0: Welcome to Laughing Your Mask Off, the podcast where you talk to comedians about navigating the world of comedy since the pandemic. I'm Katherine Cowan. And I'm
1: Carly Palestina.
0: And today we are talking to
1: the wonderfully jovial Alex Kim.
2: Hello. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. We what are, are you- so excited you're here. Oh like I'm the same.
0: <laughs> Um, So to get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from? How did you get started in comedy? Just like, what's your deal?
2: Yeah, so I, I am a New York based comedian. Uh, I am I'm from from Jersey. My family's from Jersey. I'm actually here for the holidays uh, right now. Um, but yeah, I moved to New York uh, after I graduated uh, university in two in 2017. Um, and then I didn't start comedy until two years into just working on it was I remember I started 2019. Started uh, open mics at Laughing Buddha. Cause uh, those were like the ones I could just reserve online, you know, and you know, once you reserve them online, you just have to go, right? It um, yeah. took me two years to get that courage. But for but it's always been a dream of mine to like, try doing stand-up comedy, right? Like, I, I remember I watched, I watched a lot of Seinfeld as a kid. My parents always had Seinfeld on. And the, and those, those stand-up bits, like between the book and the episodes, uh, I'd always just think like, oh, I could, I've could i thought of things like that. like I. I've noticed that too. Like, why I could just write that down, and I had like this little notebook. Uh, oh yeah, I had the, uh, the legal the yellow pads, right? And I've started writing uh, observations since high school, but I've never said any, said anything on stage until uh, uh, twenty nineteen. I, I did that op- first open mic, and uh, started doing comedy since then. And then I remember um, a lot of th- this. Is, this is like spring twenty nineteen. And then a lot of things started coming together it was like, it was like, a, year, it was like a year in and then it was march 20, 2020 and all that was just gone and I felt, I felt all the progress like all the progress i was making all the things looking forward to just kind of ended around that time and it was, it was a lot of adjusting but uh yeah i think that answers your first, your first question
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no that's great honestly the the pandemic hit is so interesting for so many people because it falls in everyone's career in like a different point yeah. so what did you what were the things you were doing during that time before that you're like oh yeah this is happening no yeah.
2: like i remember it was february and uh i had i was i've never had so many like i wasn't like i wasn't like book end to end but like i was consistently i got requests for so many shows in march and oh no and, me and Divya, oh me I, and me uh, my, uh, me and uh, i host a host at that time i hosted mike um fire starters in brooklyn and we were going to do our first ever show in march it was going to be the f- um end of end of uh, march last monday of march and of course that never ha- that didn't happen and it was just all these things were lining up in, in that month and then it was like oh yes i think things are happening that's when i really felt oh maybe like i can keep doing this, this is uh, the, like you know i love doing this and things are actually uh, working out and then everything had to be readjusted right and it's like okay i'm not gonna do this for a long time and uh and yeah it's the kind of thing where whenever someone asks like oh how long have you been doing comedy it's like like two years maybe because do you count the pandemic was anyone doing comedy is that
0: yeah honestly so true um but then so when the world shut down did you kind of like dive into like how do we like how do we keep comedy going or were you kind of like oh I guess we stop for now like what were your kind of first reactions to that
2: so yeah like definitely like once everything closed and like for a indeterminate amount of time uh it's like I was like I really didn't know how I could um continue like doing the comedy right I remember we we started the virtual uh versions of our mic uh, a couple months in and between that time, and, and virtual Minds really helped me just keep on ha- being in front of people and just writing, even if it was like two, four people, right? Uh, it really helped us um, l- at least keep our writing um, muscles going because, you know, I wasn't leaving the an apartment and I wasn't experiencing anything. So it's hard to think of things to write about. But, but even between those times, I remember um, trying to like, I saw other people doing a lot of things. They're like doing online. So do, people started their own TikToks. People tried to create more online content. And I remember I tried, I attempted to try start doing those content and uh, I, I can't do TikTok. I think it's, it's, not my, it's just not my thing. I, it's, I, I, know a lot, I know a lot of people love it um, because they think it's even better than a mic because they could just put out uh, you know a quick bit in a couple hours and then you know then to go to a shitty mic where no one's paying attention right yeah but like I, yeah I, yeah like i can understand that but i can't i can't i can't do tiktok stuff it's just so it's just so much pressure i can ba- i can barely uh post it an instagram and be like, <laughs> like and not keep looking at it you know so <laughs> it's just a lot yeah. of pressure
0: yeah it's hard i know i i'm not on tiktok yet um We'll stay stay tuned if I ever join, but
2: I, I think at some point we have to, right? Yeah, and I was saying like yeah, like, yeah, like a lot of people like are thriving from during the pandemic, during, during the pandemic, right? And like they, they kind of like build whole new uh, careers just on, online, and uh, it's like I gotta stick with the mics, you know? That's that's why that's what I learned that I can't do. It.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I feel like TikTok's even become like kind of what Twitter was. like people still use Twitter but like Mm -hmm. I think that before there was a lot of like Twitter like I'm gonna put this joke out there and see how it does and I feel like TikTok's kind of become that now as well oh
2: yeah yeah and I'm not even on Twitter either
0: (laughs) me neither I'm not I'm really only on Instagram (laughs) oh same
2: same
1: Cool, cool. I literally just got a Twitter and I really am very confused. I don't know what's happening. It's just like writing <laughs> sentences that go nowhere.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. A, you, you have a lot of it's a lot of competition too. A lot of people are it's live. It's like live posting. Yeah.
0: yeah. How do you even like get followers? On, I don't even or on TikTok. I don't even know. I like would I, I'd be like putting jokes into the void. <laughs> Like, at least in a mic, you know there are people because you can see them. So now,
1: a random question, if you will. Um, what As Seen on TV product do you secretly want to buy?
2: <laughs> I want to buy that, that like, there's this thing I... I, I first of all, I love watching those, those As, Se, As Seen on TV clips on YouTube. I just, I also, I, I binge just those compilations on YouTube. Those are so <laughs> fun. Uh, <laughs> one that i really want is like this there's like this toothpaste thing but it's it's like the cement toothpaste where if you have a hole in your wall you just fill it in with this sort of toothpaste and like and you just scrub it off and it's supposed to just dis- the hole is supposed to disappear and uh i read the re- i read the reviews it's like it just falls apart for a couple of days and i think it's wet <laughs> bad but like i i just want that satisfaction it looks so cute like like i think it's like the um just a filling up that whole gap and like having a smooth finish. That just, it just that just, you know, oddly satisfying kind of thing.
1: Do you have a lot of holes in your walls?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of holes like where my doorknob is. Like sometimes I'm just, yeah, my house is weird. The doors are like, there's a bunch of doors everywhere. Like, like the closet next to the bathroom. It's uh Yeah.
0: And they all have holes in them?
2: Yeah. And marks and yeah.
0: Well, we know what to get Alex for his birthday. (laughs) Yeah, the holiday
1: season is upon
2: us. That's a a great secret Santa gift.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, true. Carly, what's your as-seen-on-TV product you would want to buy? Oh, I always really
1: like the, um, I like all the little um, cooking equipments that they have. Like, I like things that are like, oh, look, you can cook this egg and it's in a container or like the mm. things that you can slice. Oh, you know what it really is? I know what it is. It's that salad bowl that has like the stripy things, not stripy things, like the gaps in one way and the gaps in the other way. And you put your vegetables inside. But because it's like that, you can you stick a knife into the holes and you cut it all up so that you can chop your vegetables in the bowl.
2: Oh, oh
1: I think it would convince me to eat a, a vegetable. What about you, Catherine?
0: Um, I remember when I was little, there was this like, I don't, I, I haven't seen this since, but there was some like glue that was like, you could use it on clothes, on like your wall, like on anything, and it would like stick. And it was <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. so you could just like
2: glue stuff together, and it was really good glue. <laughs> oh, wait, I've seen that too as a kid. I thought, I didn't yeah. know if that was real because like, oh, I never- really? No, because like I remember recently, I was like my clothes ripped. And I was like, I think there's like a fabric glue. Yeah. And then I, and I looked a fabric glue, and I kept getting like wood glue. I was like, no, and I, I need there's got to be a fabric glue. No, there was
0: like it was like a fab. I swear to God, because I remember because I I used to I wore a uniform to school when I was huh. little, and like I would pick at the hem of my uniform all the time, so it was always like <laughs> unfolding. And then I was like, if only I had this glue, I could just like, glue it back together. Oh,
2: you're- no, that that's useful. If it works, that's that's a good, it's that's yeah. a good item, yeah.
0: And my mom would always get mad at me because I would like take apart the hem of my uniform, and then like we'd have to get it like or she'd have to sew it or someone would have to sew it back. And so she'd always be like annoyed, and <laughs> I was like, if only I had this glue. I'm, like if I just, glue, I could just <laughs> I could fix my own uniforms. Uh, like yeah. a true problem solved. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> mom will never know. <laughs>
2: How did that not catch on? If it,
0: <laughs> I know, maybe it didn't work. I think about it a lot though. Like anytime I have a hole in something, right? Yeah, so like glue just together. Yeah, we, we had moths um. in our house like two years ago. No, no, longer than that. Six years ago, whatever. When I was <laughs> and uh We're all six. of our like sweaters have holes now, like mine yeah. and my mom's, and so I have a bunch of sweaters up just like random holes like here or something. And then I'm like, if only it's this glue. This is cool. <laughs> so yeah. Huh. I think that would be, I think that's what I would want, um, fabric glue. Um, but anyway, so then once uh, you started doing your mics again <laughs> on <laughs> Zoom um, in the pandemic, were you also doing shows or other things? Or like, at what point did you kind of get on the, the online bandwagon?
2: Uh, so we tried getting on, um, Maybe I think it was around l- late spring, su- early summer, I think it was May or April. Um, yeah, we just wanted to, because um, there was we felt like there's like no spaces anymore, especially for like women and queer comedy to to go. Um, so we just like well we we ha- we really want to start the mic up again. So we I think we were one of the early ones to just put the start the online mics at least at least at least in the New York like open mic scene. So and and we did it uh, for every week because. I don't think we had a week off every week until we were back uh, in person, which was until more than a year later. Um, and I remember, like, I, I remember telling my co-host, like, at one point, we've done more shows online than we did in person ever. And they <laughs> like, like, "Oh my god, this is uh, kind of sad, but uh, <laughs> no. glad that we could." Yeah, cause it's been kept going on. Um, but yeah, o- online was was it was it, was, it, was a thing. Like I. Like I, I, did a lot of it too, cause I remember um there there was a whole new Facebook group that popped up saying uh, like um like did uh, just just online open mics and open mic comedy and then you got to do like I got to do mics like that were hosted in California, uh hosted really just around the country, uh and and that was really cool at the beginning I think I think online comedy Zoom comedy had a had a really hot phase in the beginning, uh. A couple months in, I think a lot of people just kind of just died out, and like like a, like a lot of people stopped coming to our mics. It was it became I think four people was like the average at at, at some point. Um, and uh, but like it, it it was definitely good to work on jokes. But but for me personally, like I then I remember I remember the week first week we got back in person, uh, I used all jokes that I wrote and tried out on Zoom. And they all bombed. And I don't know what <laughs> happened. Like they all were toilet garbage. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> and and I kept trying them and then I gave it a fair shake, but it wasn't working. I was like, I don't okay, like I'm uh I started I figured out that it wasn't I wasn't getting the feedback that I I needed to you know really write uh and adjust. Um so like and I know some people still love it too and like are still continue to do it, but I would still prefer to just do a do in-person mic you know
0: yeah I also like I like the social aspect of in-person yeah yeah like I don't know I feel like on zoom I don't like I forget how like it's weird because at the time it felt like we were kind of used to not having in-person be an option but now that I look back on it I'm like I worked on my laptop all day and then signed off of work to do more zooms (sighs) yeah it really was such like a.
1: Yeah, it was just like this nicotine patch for the reality of it all, where it's like it just feels it it filled a need at the time. But now that the real thing is back, it's like oh, (laughs) the imitation burger does taste different. Like
2: that's (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, not nutritious enough.
1: (laughs) Um, I have a so you mentioned your uh, the mic you hosted and host the um. The one that has that focuses on like uh, uh, creating a space for like women and LGBTQ uh, communities to like m- make it a room more focused on that. And I'm wondering what what's your personal outlook on those rooms because I know they're kind of controversial. Where some people are like, "Oh, we definitely need to have spaces that are encouraged for people that are less represented in the comedy community," mm-hmm. but then other people who are like, "Yeah, but you should just kind of be at regular." Mics and engage in that pl- long-winded way of asking. What is your viewpoint on them? Why do you think they're important?
2: I think also in general, those I think our mics are just better. Just better <laughs> in general, because like I think you get so much better feedback. People actually listening, and people want to engage with like your new material. And I think it's such a it's such a regardless of like if it's women or queer, it's just a better mic because. It's not a bunch of straight dudes not paying attention and leaving right after the set. Like we get new people, people like we regularly get people who have never done comedy before, and they just come here, and they just wanna, they just wanna, you know, be with uh, other comedians and see what's like. And you know, we're very encouraging. And you know, you just don't get that in these mics that dudes just sign up for, and they do multiple at the same time. Uh, and so it's overall just a. Really, I think it's a better environment for creative writing in general and and, and also socializing and not feeling like you're the only either woman or queer person. Um, So I think by doing that, uh, you're able to um, write differently. Like I definitely feel like people have told me that through the mic that they're much more experimental at at our mic because they feel like they don't have to speak for everyone, you know, everyone that they represent. And I do feel they are. I do get a sense of of they're more relaxed when they when they are doing material at our mic because they, because there are just so many other queer people, so many other uh, people who under, will understand your references, understand where you're coming from. Where you don't have to explain it all the time. That's just and we we give you four minutes, and you know you don't have to explain all of that in your time you can just go go right into it and we'll all understand and you can really um feel like yourself you know and i think and i do think it's important because that's given like me that space to uh hear that voice you know um from myself um as opposed to when i'm the only asian person there uh i i feel like i need to address it or at least um, acknowledge the weirdness of it because I'm not because I'm the only one there and and um, and mics where I do feel like it do stick out.
0: Yeah, I also feel like it's I don't know if you guys have run into this, but like I feel like there will be times where uh, like straight mics where there's just like all straight men. And then they'll make a comment either about like women or like gay people yeah. where they're like, and then they'll make like a joke about it. And then they'll be like, and I just made all the women in the room uncomfortable. Ha ha ha. And yeah. I'm like, I didn't care until you said that. And now <laughs> I'm not, I i am not like, and now I'm not uncomfortable. I'm just like, that's so annoying. Like I, no. I lose respect for people who say that. And i feel like, that comes so much, like like, like, like there are a lot of mics I've been to where like like straight guys will be like and women ha 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 and then they're all like ha 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 ha, ha." and then you have like no one to be like also with you like what it yeah this is
2: cool people yeah people still i think people i hear people at uh open mics their punchline are still sometimes ha ha i'm not gay or it wouldn't be funny if i'm gay it's like that's not that that's so that's such an old premise you know
0: (laughs) Do something new.
2: Yeah,
1: I've started keeping a tally of um how many times a uh, a male straight male comedian has gone up and apologized for his set or said he couldn't do his jokes because there were more women than he expected in the room. We are up my to five. God. I'm keeping.
2: It's too many.
0: <laughs> it's too many. Oh my
2: God, <laughs> who is listening to the jokes? I Understand?
0: It's also crazy because it's like if you actually do shows like. I mean, which a lot of these straight open mic... They do. They do, yeah. Some (laughs) some do, yeah. Some do. Well, I was going to say, some of them, a lot of them don't, but, like, once you get into, like, a show audience, like, they're not only going to be straight male comics. Yeah. So, like, like, don't don't you want to... I don't know how...
2: They can't do the material. Like, who are they... Yeah. Who are they writing to? It's just really, really strange.
0: Like, there are a lot of them who literally, like, I feel like they're just writing to, like, the straight male like open mic scene and it's like okay cool you got some laughs at seller 77.
2: Congrats. <laughs> yes. yeah and then and then they get bitter which is because like i'm doing it and no and then, then they think the audience is wrong it's like no you're just not trying hard enough you know yeah the audience is audience is growing and you're not
1: yeah totally that's a great way to put it
0: yeah really like, just like the amount of times i've been at mics and they've been like like and they'd be like, oh, and all the women are uncomfortable now. Ha ha.
1: Yeah. And you're like, it's so dumb. It's the silliest thing in the world. And it just, like, I'm like, that just makes me angry. You
2: don't, I will smite you. Like, that's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, like, a lot of people also, during the set, they'll say, oh, Alex, like, they'll they'll say an Asian joke. And they'll be like, oh, Alex gets it. Or, or and they'll say a gay joke. And they're like, yeah, I was fine with it. And it's like, because I'm the only other queer person to validate their jokes. And it's just like. It just, you know it just, it just hate being singled out like that you know like they being reduced to that yeah yeah
0: um so speaking of silly things um what's the weirdest animal for you <laughs> 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 the
2: weirdest animal I, I, I read I read it I remember it was, I was in middle school I read that there's this fish stone fish that if you step on you die what you ever hear about this no. It's like a stonefish. It's like this fish that step on a fish. They step on a fish because it's like a, it's like it's camouflaged to be like a stone. It's in like the look ocean? It's, in in the water, right? And uh, it's like a fish that's head is it on is like a stone, and it's like it's like on the surface of the sand, you know? Or yeah. it was in the ocean, and apparently, if you step on it, you die. Is it is that, poison? I I think so. I think it's poisonous.
0: That's crazy.
2: This was this was in one of those oh, I this was not fiction. I, I swear but this was no, like I, in one of those I, science I, books.
0: That's crazy. Would, yeah, that's, do you know where it's from? I think it's like, in, in the Austra- world? I think it's in
2: Australia.
0: Australia has all the weird animals.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I don't um, know if it's silly or deadly, that's
0: <laughs> Yeah that, you know, I think that is, I I think it's silly. I think there's an animal also somewhat deadly called, uh, there's, it's called a cookie cutter shark and it lives like, isn't Divya really into sharks? That's who's really, Yes, she is. You probably know this, but, um, there's a shark and it lives like really, really deep in the ocean, like super, super, super deep, but like it has like a mouth that's a circle and it bite if it bites you it makes like a mark that looks like a cookie like it's perfectly round oh. and that's like the way its bites look like these perfectly round like it sucks out like a cut of your flesh.
1: Oh that's so funny. But it's
0: like really it's like this big. It's like small. For those of you who can't see that because this is a podcast. It's like the size
2: <laughs> of a piece. I don't know. That's so funny. Did the shark like get like a stencil? How do you get like a perfect circle?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's like it has like a perfectly circular mouth and then just globs on and then sucks out. <laughs> flesh oh. but then it comes out as like a perfect circle and they no. gotta like, it and also like like show like other fish oh. that have been attacked by the cookie cutter shark
2: you don't help that hole some of that
0: glue <laughs> so,
2: <like, you> know, <laughs> Only
0: these fish had that cement
2: yeah that cement in a bottle
0: as seen on tv bottled cement <laughs> <That'd
2: be> fine
0: <laughs> yeah Carly. what's your what's your uh, weirdest animal I
1: think the weirdest animal, I think it's similar to your, your poison stone, but this one is, it's another sea creature. It's the one that looks like it's just part of the sand, but it kind of looks like a sheet of sandpaper. Which one? I don't know what it's called, but it looks like a sheet of sandpaper and like you wouldn't see it. And then it like floats up. It kind of looks like a stingray. Oh. And it, it has like kind of a mouth that's uh, maybe, I don't think I'm making this up. I think this is science, but like it has a mouth is <laughs> like, it's, like I just opened and close my mouth for
2: our podcast. For our, for our listeners.
1: <laughs> this is a very visual podcast.
2: No, I, I, I think I'm talking about this. I think that was there. That was like a Nemo for like a second. It was like this blanket. Yes. yes. Oh my
1: goodness, it was. You're so right. Um, let me see if I can find the name of it. It's a sand paper <laughs> looking fish.
2: <laughs> I said you're, you're just gonna you're gonna get pictures of litter. I swear.
1: Okay, so the name that there's, uh, oh, it's called the sandpaper. This isn't what I meant, but there is a fish called the sandpaper thing fish, and it's called a a trolley. Trey, Tra- I, I
2: think you got it. Yeah.
1: Of course, it's in the Treyly family. Of course. <laughs> the classic trailes, them in their sand. <laughs> um but yes, yeah, so silliest animals, we're opening a menagerie. It will be great. Um,
0: <laughs> they're all um they're all sea creatures.
1: Mm-hmm. It's wild down there. <laughs> wild, wild water. Um, so aside from opening an aquarium with your uh, two best friends, we're <laughs> 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 only weird fish. Um what else are you up to nowadays? Are you doing any fun shows or fun like other comedy ventures?
2: Yeah, so uh well uh for our Mike is doing another show at our last show of the year uh at Club Coming, which is such a great space for comedy. It's like I love the tight intimate spaces. Uh and it's like bar right there, it's a glowy red light. It's so yeah, it's it's, it's in lori's side. Uh, that that show was on December 2nd. Um yeah, so we just we try to do it at this at least monthly. Um, I think sh- and sh- doing having that regular show has been um, an adventure for us as as the mic for the mic. Um, but yeah, you know, I remember beginning of the year I did try to do some more sketches. I tried to like venture out into that too, um, but the reason why I didn't stop stopped doing it is because I ended up editing it for like hours and days. And I would was, I was spend late nights just getting the timing right and and just learning more about the the program I was using. Um, but like, I, so I realized like I'm spending way too much time on this that I, I should be writing or should be trying to do more mics. So like, I can't write this time. I can't balance trying to pump out these sketches um, and try to do open mics, right? Like, cause you know, I think also meeting a lot of people too is important. Um, yeah. So I I did one and that was it. And I wrote, I wrote for, <laughs> I wrote other sketches, but like I had to just, those are still on my, some Google doc.
1: <laughs> Understandable, especially alongside producing the show independently. How has that been? Like, how have you found the difference between um, running the mic, running the show, like your promotions? Like, how have you, how have you found the experience?
2: Yeah. I, I was, um, I think when we started the show, uh, pe- even people people say this, but I was surprised how people how much people actually just uh, cold hit you up and be like, "Hey, can can I be on your show?" And like, who <laughs> like, who are you? Like I don't know people. I know people actually did that. Like I could never. <laughs> ne- I could never imagine. Like oh, I would never. <laughs> like like. <laughs> like like, I, I reach out to friends sure like for if they have spots but like i can't imagine just uh messaging a a, a show i see online or something like hey can i do this like no it was the problem system and it's so yeah <laughs> people send me their tapes it's like oh my god like i don't know you
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: i can't <laughs> uh yeah that's been fun um i think there's just so much space these days for comedy and that um it's been it's, it's it's been so surprising how willing people are to just oh, like you want to do a show okay sure like let's just do it do it here oh you get these people <laughs> right here let's I'll do show. Yeah. oh this show our place okay and right <laughs> and they were like like, okay this was fine this is great but like, yeah people have been, been really um accommodating i i feel um for us so i think that's been good Th- that was surprising to learn
1: awesome yeah. so alongside the uh, producing and whatnot is there any advice you would give to people that are pursuing comedy or conversely what's the best advice you've
2: received i think well one thing that i i, I would have loved like to hear is i used to start like now right like um because again when i when i moved to new york i came with one of my reasons was i wanted to just I really want to start the open mic scene, but it took me two years from, to actually muster up the courage to. I remember I got this notebook, right? And I was still feeling. I was like, oh, until I have five, that's when I'll go. But that, of, but it took me two years uh, to like fill that up and to be confident in bits that I want to do. Um, but when I went up, I remember I went up there and it was all just garbage anyway. I didn't use any of that. Um, <laughs> So it would have been so much better if I just started, just started with maybe a couple jokes and just got the feel for it, and not waited so long. And um, I, because I really wish that I was when I see people who are like years above me, um, like I could have been in your same like class, you know, class of comedy. Yeah. And it's, and I think I think it just I think a lot of it is just being comfortable on stage and then being able to. Um, write on stage, too, because your writing voice is a lot different than you end up actually, well, at least I feel like performing. Um, so like, just starting as soon as you can, just just do it. Like, it, it, no one cares. Nobody actually cares. You know, like, like, they'll laugh if it's good. And like, they'll, then they'll forget about it, you know. Uh, and it, so it's just, you know, no one cares, just do it. Just do it right now. Do it yesterday. And, <laughs> and you'll be fine. You know, you won't, you, you won't die from embarrassment.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's one of the, like, biggest misconceptions about comedy, too, is that people will be like, oh, my God, I could never go on stage. And I'm like, yeah. that's literally, like, that's not even half of it. Like That's, like, yeah. that's the easiest part to overcome. Yeah,
2: so. well, is a, it's a calling name. you're like, oh, thank God, you get up there. But it's the, the hard yeah. part is actually having stuff to say, right?
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of people being like, I could never, like, bomb on stage. And I'm like, that's, like... <laughs>
2: But, like you're gone and you're gone you and bad. It, right? yeah. yeah
0: usually like, walk away it's yeah
2: funny. like I think people should feel bad if like they're like being stupid and like saying like a bunch of sexist or homophobic jokes right like yeah. th- th- those people like those who bomb and like i'm glad they feel bad but otherwise <laughs> if you're if you're getting up there and you're trying new beds people you know people they, people will not laugh you know and it's it's fine
0: yeah but, um, I, mean, so I say that
2: now are... with perspective. I
0: yeah. know <laughs> yes. exactly. Scary. Yeah. It's scary before yeah. you do it. Like I see why it seems daunting, mm-hmm. but podcast listeners, don't you fear? Yeah, it gets worse. <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's
2: so funny because like so now people... I meet them. Oh sorry.
1: Oh no no, no I'm you are the guest. Please keep talking. That is the one downside of recording on Zoom. Is like people will be Get like that, yeah. and then it's like. <laughs>
2: Because, <laughs> like, yeah, it's daunting when you don't know them, but now I know everybody, like, or most people who are there. And I was like, you guys, you guys, just it's all just shit. We all know all this is shit. Just, yeah. This, this doesn't matter. Yeah, you, know? you
0: get used to the going on
2: stage and sometimes not doing yeah. well. I was like, You're why just- was I ever embarrassed to talk in front of you guys?
1: <laughs> and there are also so many factors at play with everything. Like, going up and talking to a room full of people that don't laugh is what most yeah. human conversations are the only difference is someone gave you a microphone like that <laughs> yeah
2: yeah well maybe i feel like i am always when i meet new people i'm always on pressure to make them laugh especially because all my friends nowadays they say oh my god alex you should talk about your comedy career i'm like now nah, i gotta be funny like now you gotta be <laughs> i'm just running bits by them <laughs>
0: The worst, <laughs> like I've like been on dates before, where I'll be like, "Oh, I do comedy, blah blah blah," and then they'll be like, "Oh, really? Tell a joke?" And yeah, I'm so like, that's what like, a joke. Yeah. To just like tell, right? Like like knock knock. Like who who? This is not how it works. <laughs> so I'm I'm just, like, like, I anyone yeah. who can just like throw down a joke. Yeah. Like, like what? I'm just I'm saying no, and other. then it gets awkward, and then I'm like <laughs> sorry. Um, I usually am like we'll come to, and then say like whatever show is coming up next for me. I'm like, oh, well, I have a show. at <laughs> the duplex. Do you want <laughs> to see some jokes?
2: Yeah, because right? like I like, love to get bugged. But...
0: Yeah, yeah. So
2: who where you are you, you from? To uh, <laughs> 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 so, crowd work with them? That's so funny. Like I like I don't tell people like if unless it's, unless they add me on, on Instagram, I don't tell people I do comedy because. You know, it's always, it's always, I'm always, I'm always surprised that people tell people that they have comedy on dates. Cause that's like, ooh, like, that's I didn't so have. Odd.
0: I didn't tell anyone from my old job for a good year. And they only found out when they started following me on Instagram and we're like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, wait, what? Your
2: show. <laughs> what is this boomerang of you on stage?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: But now they know. Well, unfortunately, know. our time is, um, Coming to an end. So before we wrap up, is there anything you want to promote, like social shows, anything? Where can we find uh, you?
2: Yeah, find me on Instagram at Alex Kimidian. So it's Alex Kim, and then the like K I M, and then E D I N. So like Comedian, right? Like not yeah. A lot, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people write Alex Kim Comedian. So just just Alex Comedian.
0: <laughs> More efficient. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my God. Thanks, Carly.
1: Thank you for listening to Laughing Your Mask Off. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a good review.
0: To keep up with our hosts, follow Catherine at Catherine.Cowan and Carly at Carly on Instagram. See you next week.